I'm Drew Miller, and you're listening to The Second News. In his young music career, Asher Peterson has already developed a distinct sound all his own. And the magic of his artistic voice consists precisely in the generosity with which he welcomes the voices of others. Thus, the Namo Project, an album of collaborative songs written with and sung by some of his dearest friends, including his own brother and sister. The song we focus on today, Thunder in a Blue Sky, was written with his brother Aiden, himself a gifted illustrator and songwriter with a knack for evoking emotions of longing and hope through clever lyricism. Good collaboration on even one song is not easy. So, to craft a thematically cohesive, artistically compelling album out of the unique imaginations of your friends is nothing short of a miracle. I was grateful to be given a peek into the making of such a miracle. Well, Asher and Aiden Peterson, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Sharing your afternoon with me and talking about Thunder in the Blue Sky. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm so excited about the Nama Project and the way that you're going about this. Mm -hmm. And um, it just seems like such a great um, excuse to talk about how um, creativity works in collaboration Mm -hmm. and making things together. and so I'm going to start with the title of the podcast, The Second yeah. Muse, and kind of where that comes from, and ask you guys what your relationship is like with The Second Muse. Um, so the idea comes from this Wendell Berry quote where he says, it seems that there are two muses. There's the muse of inspiration, who gives us inarticulate visions and dreams. And then there's the muse of realization, who returns again and again to say, it is yet more difficult than you thought. And we often, when we're talking about creativity, I think we talk about the first muse, and we talk about um, inspiration as if the artist just is filled with this brilliant idea and it flows out of them effortlessly. Um, But often the truer story is that there's a lot of kind of grit and like fighting and wrangling the idea and yeah. realizing that the initial idea isn't exactly what um, what it really should be and, and it's telling you it wants to be something different mm-hmm. so um, so I'd love to just ask like between the two of you like you creatively have your hands in like different kinds of art too like it's not just mm-hmm. songwriting like we've got record yeah. production and visual art mm-hmm. and stuff so like just generally broadly speaking what how would each of you talk about the presence of this like sense of resistance mm-hmm. that comes into the process of making yeah. stuff? Um, I mean, I feel like anytime I'm working on a track or a song, like I always get to this point where I'm just depressed about it and I just like want to start something new. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's super relatable for me because, um, yeah, I'm just like always wanting to start something new because I n- always just hit this wall and never f- feel like what I'm working on is good enough or mm. I don't know. 
that's why I'm just like always super glad to just like hear someone else's ear on a track or an idea or yeah I don't know just like play it for different people and stuff but yeah yeah so you find kind of like a a way around the dead end through collaboration and through getting other people's ideas I try to yeah of course yeah how about you Aiden I think that from a visual art standpoint I'm very suspicious of art that I'm creating that is coming easily Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) like because I found that the art that when I look back on it I like holds up to a certain degree is art that I had to work very hard for but the art that felt like it was just like flowing from my fingertips is like I look back and like oh no this is (laughs) not not good so I almost find myself it takes to find like the first inspiration it takes a lot of just work at the beginning mm-hmm. which then leads to something that oh I see a spark in this like doodle I made or whatever mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I I very much love the idea of like having to problem solve and yeah you know just start with like chicken scratches on the page so I think that's I don't know if that applies to how I've like done songwriting either but I think it does yeah um trying to it's a lot of searching on the front end for something yeah Um, and that's a lot of the work for me searching Uh, on the front end yeah so yeah what does it look like to search on the front end uh at least when I'm drawing and writing a lot of it is just looking at the page and having nothing in my head the blank page (laughs) the blank page of just like um you know I I usually don't go into making art with like it pre-thought out or whatever mm-hmm. but I know that there's something that's to be found I feel like yeah so I try to look at creation and um, mm-hmm. uh, the people around me and stuff and search for what I find um, is compelling in that I think so a lot yeah. of it is just like starting something making something on the front end even if it's not good I guess is yeah. what I mean by searching mm-hmm. it's always better to just start making something mm-hmm. and even if you're not sold on the thing you're making as you're making mm-hmm. it you know that you're working with yeah it's moving it forward piece I think. of work yeah. and it's going to tell you something mm-hmm. eventually like yeah. if you're really working with it and listening to it mm-hmm. um, what is that like as um, when you're producing other people's songs like how do you bring yeah. your own um, perspective to something that someone has already been working on and fleshing out yeah um, I really agree with what Aiden was saying about like searching on the front end or like just doing stuff because mm-hmm. I find that like a lot of times if I'm like working with someone on a song and like we're about to record vocals I'll usually spend like 30 minutes just trying to work on the track Mm. just to make it feel more like a song before we do vocals Mm. and what I end up doing in those like 30 minutes usually ends up staying just because it kind of like shapes the rest of the song yeah just because it kind of is like the first thing I lay down and so I just feel like just like starting something and just doing it is always just a good idea 
That's so cool. I mean, so when you're like, what are some things you do to make people who are singing feel more like, oh, this is like a, this is a legit song. Yeah. Like I'm always singing. drums. Drums are, are always the first thing I'll start with usually. Yeah. Even if it's just like a really crappy sounding like programmed beat, <laughs> it always will just like kind of make the like singer just move when they're singing and just make yeah. them kind of like have a bigger vision for what the song will look like. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's helpful for them. There's rhythm and tempo and you're yeah. like swinging to it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and you find that like usually those things end up sticking. Yeah, it really does because yeah. they kind of like sing the song to that. Mm-hmm. So it sort of just like shapes the rest of the song kind of, which can be a bad thing if it's not cool. But <laughs> yeah, like maybe it's it's like sometimes it can be a crutch. Like yeah, for sure. oh, well, I was singing this way because of yeah. this certain element that's like, well, it probably shouldn't end up being in the final mix, but yeah. it's there for now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, oh, that's fascinating. Um, well, is it? Uh, I wonder. Like sometimes the ways the way that I phrase this question is like, if the second muse were like a person, like, are you on good terms? <laughs> like. Are you friendly <laughs> to each other, or uh, is it like your arch nemesis, where you're like beating your head against a wall? I would say it's probably my arch nemesis. Arch nemesis. <laughs> arch nemesis. Yeah. Um, just because I always hit that point where I just want to start something else. Hmm. So it's not even just. It's not just like I need to stop this. It's like I need to go to another idea. Well. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of just like if I spend too much time on something, I just feel like my head's just too wrapped around it, and I just can't even like I have no perspective. Sure. So I just kind of need to like take a step back, even if it's like an idea I come back to a year later or something. Actually, that reminds me of a Sarah Groves lyric. Uh, she has a song called "Your Reality," and the hook is "Your reality is my good medicine." Hmm. So it's this idea that like going to someone else who sees what you're working on or like the reality in front of you can be medicinal to like yeah because when when you're talking about collaboration being like this almost antidote to the dead end Mm -hmm. like i've done everything i can with this idea and i'm ready to try something else entirely and then someone else comes in and sees it and says oh no Mm -hmm. this is like let me tell you what i see yeah and then you realize that your perspective is not the only perspective for sure yeah like has that happened um even just in the nama project like have you experienced Um, that before totally yeah because with that project like the whole idea is kind of just like i produce all of the music and like write all the music and other other people like write lyrics and sing on it so i've definitely felt like a lot like this isn't any good because I've just kind of like just been in the thick of it for too long but Mm. it's always just like really refreshing to like play someone an an idea or something and just have another person just be like oh this like sounds like a song Mm. like I can tell you've worked really hard on it and Mm -hmm. it's just like really refreshing to me yeah it's like you're in the middle of the forest with all the trees and like you're just in that so much and then someone sees the forest and it's like this is like (laughs) <laughs> There's like a whole thing happening here. It's yeah. not just yeah. all the minutia that you're yeah. mm-hmm. wrapped up in. It's really cool. Yeah, totally. Um, 
So let's shift gears and um, just listen to Thunder in a Blue Sky, which yeah. is the song that y'all worked on together. Yes. Um, and then we can talk about how it came to be the way that Sounds it is good. today. Spirit of what is found was like nothing it was when hidden, like the free and steady speeches of a harrowing hurt. Your father's far and gone is what you led me to believe, but it's some fine tune living to kill the need. Where we gonna fly to hard pressed to live the life Stealing out the back to hoping you don't notice my Staging is oblivious to the hurt you've been sharing with your eyes So here we go again, let's give it another try To find the faded songs in the roads of the Sunday drives Oh, this thunder in a blue sky Crying, rising from a surface line. She swings a common reader blow to my fluttering mind. The wind has wrapped them in its wings and carried them far from where they came. God, haunt this imitation and take the shame. Will we gonna fly? Pressed to live the life Stealing out the back to hoping you don't notice my Staging is oblivious to the hurt You've been sharing with your eyes So here we go again Let's give it another try To find the faded songs in the roads Of the Sunday drives Oldest thunder in a blue sky For a city, it seems like we're close. We're hungry for an ending. Find the faded songs in the roads of the Sunday drives Oh, this thunder in the blue sky
Okay, so like where how how do you do this when um so Asher makes the world of sound. <laughs> yeah. Good way my to best it. way of describing <laughs> it right now. And then Aiden brought the lyrics and melody too? Did you yeah. write the melody yeah. as you? Okay. Wrote, so you yeah, kinda jumped in and like, let me sing around yes. what's yeah. here. Is that like so how did that work? This one actually yeah. kind of started out, we had, I mean, I had the idea to make this record where I didn't write any of the lyrics or anything. And mm-hmm. so I had all these like little ideas kind of sitting around. And so I sent Aiden this one that we actually like tried working on for uh, like a, a couple time. weeks or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was more than that. It was a long time. Yeah. But um, I, actually, I think we have that sample oh, if okay. you want to listen okay. to it. listening to this record um, so Justin Vernon from Bon Iver and this guy named Aaron Desner from The National had this project together called uh, Big Red Machine that we had been listening to a lot and so that was kind of inspired by that yeah it's very yeah. good um, but it just felt I don't know what it was but yeah. we tried a lot of different versions of that and I think we were both in the mood or at least I was in the mood to just do something joyful and happy and mm-hmm. um, just yeah. kind of that light vibe yeah mm-hmm. so there was one night where we were just like hanging out and we were like man I'm just not feeling that idea so we yeah. went upstairs and I have this instrument called an <laughs> OP1 and it's like this sampler slash like synth uh, sequencer like drum machine thing it's crazy um, but we had this like little like flute thing from like like South America South America or something and we sampled it into this OP1 and um it was definitely a case of us just running into a dead end and like yeah uh let's just try things yeah hmm. let's and that was grab like this flute you tried. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got this flute okay. yeah <laughs> yeah so we just like spent I don't know we spent that night kind of just trying to like map out like chord progressions for yeah. a verse and a chorus I love that sound. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Fun. I would just assume it's like a synth sound. Yeah, but yeah. it's but you made it. It's kind of out of tune cool. because yeah. like when we were blowing into it, like if you blow a little harder, it'll just like go a little bit sharp. So it was just yeah. kind of like looping this little chunk. Yeah, it felt very different from the previous like song idea, but yeah, still I guess there's something that yeah. caught our attention in that. Um, so we kind of like sat with that for like a week Mm -hmm. and Aiden was kind of trying to think of like lyric ideas and I was trying to like figure out what a chorus would look like and so that became like the verse of Thunder in a Blue Sky Um, that that progression and that sound was kind of like the bass line for the song and then what happened after that 
I kind of just started like messing with drum ideas and um, so I, ma- I kind of like mapped out pretty much the whole song um, except for the bridge um, and I programmed this little drum loop. So I, I remember this, that reiteration of the track, like uh, Asher sending that to me. Mm-hmm. And um, then I got really excited about um, something about that drum beat where it just like, it felt very like driving and I liked the forward motion of it, which was yeah. very different from just the, the flute sample right. we played. Totally. Um, and that also kind of had an element of the first idea of kind of it being more joyful and like, Um, less, you know, somber. I still didn't know what I wanted the song to be about, really, but I was captured by that idea. Um, But around... I was listening to a lot of the band The War on Drugs, Hmm. um, which is just kind of like a um, Bruce... Well, kind of a Bruce Springsteen-esque, like Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan-y, just like rock. Just A lot of their songs have that just very driving, acoustic-y rock thing sure um and so i remember that track um kind of made me want to go in that direction yeah which i was not expecting at all (laughs) because i don't know when i just heard that just now like if i was writing a lyric to it it would just be like just kind of pretty and like Mm, chill but then aiden came to me with this idea that was just kind of like super energetic and i was like whoa that's like really cool and i would have never have thought of that huh well, I can almost um, tell me if I'm uh, right about this or if I'm just making it up, but in listening to that just now, I can kind of hear the seed of the bridge idea Yeah. in yeah. Mm-hmm. this moment where some things drop out and you have just this like totally. bed of yeah. Um, yeah. chords that are really lush and just yeah. singing over that, which is so cool. Like, So how did you... Um, Let's talk about the bridge for a second. Like, how did you yeah. get to um, that moment? Like, did you get to the bridge and go, like, what do we do? And my then, um, my all-time favorite record ever is this record called Hurry Up, We're Dreaming by M83. Okay. Um, and I just think, like, the vocals are amazing. All of the production is amazing on that record. But, like, the guy, Anthony Gonzalez, just does this thing where there are a couple times on the record where he will just, like yell super loud (laughs) and like stack up the vocals 20 times and it's just like this like amazing moment and i kind of i don't remember if i told aiden that or if he just kind of like knew that that's what i would want yeah (laughs) but we're all both just kind of like i feel like most of the stuff we've worked on together we get excited about doing that kind of thing we're just like we should have an m83 bridge that's Um, awesome but it kind of totally what you did i mean yeah, but you nailed it. Like it doesn't. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to me like, oh, they're just copying M eighty three. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> no, I listen to that and I, I'm like, whoa, that really works. You Thank know, you. that clicks, Thank you. and it gives the rest of the song such life um, <clears throat> from that moment Thank on. You. So, yeah, I any song I ever work on, I want it to sound like M eighty three. Yeah. So cool. That's but, yeah, basically just M eighty three, Bony Bear. And I was listening to a lot of, of like, 
David Ramirez too mm-hmm. for like the mm-hmm. verses. Yeah. And like Sun Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But lots of him. Yeah. Well that's such a good thing. I mean, when you really just try to steal from other artists, mm-hmm. often that like that's what goes the best. Like that's yeah. what yeah. actually ends up working really well is when you're um just over the shame of of like mm-hmm. wanting to sound like someone because you don't sound like them you sound yeah. like yourself being inspired by them yeah. and that is like a totally different thing and that's how you yeah get new right things which is great so like how did you bring um aiden how did you take this emotional sense that you're getting from the vibe of the music and then how does that get translated into lyrics yes and like what's the song about um so Boney there, which I geek out over all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, he, Justin Vernon, has the ability in his lyrics to, I don't honestly know what m- many of his songs are about, um, but I get the feeling of what they're about most yeah. of the time, and I love that kind of impressionistic um, idea where I think really good art, and I heard Steve Guthrie talking about this and the artist creed recently but um like good art is like it engages the viewer so mm-hmm. it it's like an invitation you know it's not complete until um kind of there's a m- mysterious aspect to it um that the viewer is kind of like um curious about and like wants yeah. to enter into and sure. i feel that all the time with Bonivere's music of just like Wow, I don't know what this this lyric means, but um, I'm connecting on some level with it, and I want to yeah. explore that more. And so, I try to capture that with both visual art and writing, I guess. Um, it's like intrigue. Yes, yeah, intrigue, and like yeah. um, inviting the person to like lean into it. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> that being said, a lot of like starting to write for songs is writing stuff that just sounds cool to me yeah <laughs> just yeah. like writing like i i started with the first lyric of the spirit of what is found is like nothing it was when him and it just sounded like a cool line and i didn't really know what that meant um until i finished the song actually mm-hmm. um and so a lot of it is just that is like putting down a line maybe not know what it means but then slowly you start to f- fit together these themes and ideas that have yeah. been like rolling around yeah um and don't really have a place until you put them on the page. It's so, so. cool because that's so resonant with the rest of this whole process and what I'm hearing from both of you about just starting. <laughs> just like, I'm just going to record something or just yeah. find a sound or like record this flute thing into a, <laughs> you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. And it'll tell you what it is, <laughs> you know. You don't have to be worried about like knowing exactly what this is going to say and yeah. mean totally. at the front yeah. end. That's such a good lesson. Like, I feel like I need to mm-hmm. hear that. So thanks, I appreciate it. Just put a line on the page and yeah. let it tell you. Because that, yeah, it's like if you yourself are intrigued by that first line, mm-hmm. then the listener can't help but be intrigued. Because mm-hmm. if you're sold on it yourself and you're like, I need to f- figure out what this means, mm-hmm. then yeah. everyone's going to want to know what it means, and that's going to keep them listening to yeah, the end totally. of the song. Hopefully. So. That's so cool. So, what did what did you discover about that first line in the writing of the rest of the lyrics? I think it's just it was about conversion and like mm. 
redemption and the idea that like um, the already not yet mm-hmm. of the gospel and um, I've been thinking a lot about this past year the idea of like place matters mm-hmm. and like um, community matters but like physical space um, just learning to love and to, to actually see what is around you no matter where you are yeah. so there's kind of a a paradox of we have the feeling of being displaced because we are broken and the world is broken mm-hmm. and we feel like we're not home yeah um, but also um, there's an overlap between you know the kingdom is here yeah um, but we're also longing for a kingdom so the whole song is generally about that yeah. uh, feeling of um, we're not yet where we're supposed to be but it is here so yeah. trying to learn to see the glimpses of that yeah. uh, wherever we are um, that's so rich so that's kind of the idea of it so has that um how's the title come into play there because that's such yeah. a striking image mm. um thunder in a blue sky like yeah another idea that was kind of has been almost a theme for me the this past year is um exalting the ordinary mm-hmm. just like um finding the beauty in just very mundane things mm-hmm. and practicing that mm-hmm. um and so that line came from like what is kind of the most daily ordinary thing that is so magnificent and um yeah. kind of amazing so just like thunder and blue sky of um you know brushing teeth in the morning and yeah. uh hearing a conversation in a coffee shop or yeah. Um, you know, and especially yeah. as an animation student, I've yeah. uh, learned, tried to see how people act and mm-hmm. move, and that creates a kind of like love um, that I wouldn't have had otherwise for um, the things around me. And yeah, and the way that s- seeing how God moves through that, I guess. So. I don't know if I've ever heard it's you really describe cool. it like that. It's good. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, well, just because it's really really cool let's talk about the bridge a little bit more (laughs) so you wanted to go for like this m83 thing yeah um and how what i'm really intrigued by and i think why it works really well is you had this idea of like just shouting right um and layering voices Mm -hmm. but the distance between having an idea like that and then executing it and like really crafting because uh, there's a lot more going on in that moment yeah. than you even really think there is when you're listening like there's so many little trinkets that I feel like Asher like for you that's that's you being really clever <laughs> at like he killed let it. me yeah exactly I mean you're Thanks. setting like it's it's almost kind of like a continuation of what you were saying earlier where you're when you want a vocalist to feel really at home you kind of like you make a nest for them. You like yeah. put a drum beat in there yeah. so they yeah. feel comfortable. <laughs> and it sounds kind of like you've done that for the listener in kind of like putting little trinkets here and there and everywhere so that the main focal point of your voice, like in the middle of it, can really, it, it's more effective because yeah. of all of that. If that makes sense. So, yeah. so like, how did you, how um, do you do that though? How do you <laughs> just like go from we have this idea to, Oh, like, yeah, all yeah. of it's fleshed out and everything. 
my goal for the bridge is like I kind of wanted it to feel like you're like riding on this train like through this tunnel and you keep like seeing these like things pass you and just through like crazy stuff all around you yeah and then there's like a point in the middle of the bridge which I feel like is the climax of the song um to me that's like you're driving in this train through this tunnel and then like you go through this like point in the tunnel where like you can see daylight for a second and Mm. then you just like go right back in and then it kind of just like (laughs) you're kind of just going through this tunnel and then at the very end of the song is when you come out of the tunnel and it's just like this big like burst of light and Mm -hmm. kind of just like this really satisfying end of the song and like throughout the whole thing like when we tracked drums brandon the engineer was like i want you to just like go crazy with like the cymbals and so the whole time i was doing these like kind of rolls in the drums and then nathan had these like crazy weird guitar lick things happening yeah those little so kind of <laughs> the way i felt when you first sent it to me was like the feeling you get when you're in a wave pool <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of like almost comforting like yeah it's like carrying you along but also like scary a little bit yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah so and then i kind of just like would send aiden an idea and i didn't hear what he was saying until we like went to the studio Mm. and i was like so what do you have and we like recorded it and i was like that's exactly what should be there oh that's so cool so you're singing on your own just like trying stuff yeah but not together and so i was still writing the song like in the studio (laughs) right before we were recording and there was no verse two yeah or something yeah (laughs) <laughs> I remember I still can't get this out of my head but when at the end of the the bridge mm-hmm. the line is like light rights um kingdoms in our driveways Jesse <laughs> at one point said um I keep thinking you're saying white rice and then I couldn't keep a straight face as I was saying oh. white rice <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know yeah. Yeah. So I probably okay. shouldn't have said that. Now everybody who hears this is going to be thinking white rice. white rice. We also had uh, Sky. Very spiritual. Oh, uh, yeah. Sky, our sister, come in and just do yes. some really crazy, awesome Really great harmonies. harmonies. They kind of yeah. just like, there's some points in the bridge where it feels like there's a choir singing, and that's yeah. all Sky. It seems like we're close. We're hungry for an ending. I feel the deep love. Hidden in our dim life, light rise, secret kingdoms in our driveways, light rise, secret kingdoms. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's magic. It's just it wizardry. Magic. wizardry. Yeah. That's so cool. I, and Thanks. I heard Sky that time, the first time. I've <laughs> yeah. listened to that a few times since you sent me the file. But yeah. now that you said, I was like, oh, yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and to me, is the climax, like, you really, like, production-wise, made sure that you can't miss. Is it Hungry for Ending? Is that the... We're hungry phrase? for an Ending. Yeah. We're Hungry for an Ending. Yeah. Which also really makes sense with what you're saying about the mm-hmm. content of the song, lyrically. Like, yeah. Totally. That would make sense that a song about these things would mm-hmm. like crystallize in this one phrase. We're hungry for mm-hmm. an ending, and that would be like, is that like the light, like yeah. this burst of light in the tunnel? Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah, kind of what I was envisioning. 
Yeah, because when you were describing that about the tunnel, like when you talked about the light just kind of coming through mm-hmm. in my mind, I equated that with that line mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, it's totally. like, oh, that's the light, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're back in the tunnel. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It's uh, like you're hungry for an ending, but then you just like go right back in the tunnel. Gosh. And yeah, I don't know. Man, there's some really rich stuff there that mm-hmm. I don't think you can really even do justice to just <laughs> talking about, you know, but I think Thank you. I'm picking up on it. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I usually like to end these. Um, I am just stealing from Jonathan Rogers, mm-hmm. who I've been working on his podcast yeah. lately, and he ends all of his interviews by asking, who is a writer that makes you want to write? Mm. So I'll broaden that out a little bit and say, like, since we have multiple different um, methods of making things, represented here with um audio production and visual arts like just take it wherever you want to take it but like who is someone an artist who you look at what they do and you're like oh my gosh if i could do like a sliver of what they've accomplished like i'll be happy for the rest of my life um that's tricky because mine changes like daily and there's so Mm -hmm. many um right lately I guess for the past year, there's this band called The Japanese House that is, like, the most inspiring production I've ever heard. Hmm. Um, just, like, every single sound you hear is, like, has just been, like, tailored and, like, hmm. feels like they've spent hours on every single sound. And that's just, like, really inspiring to me. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Also, M83, always. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I'll go with m- musical artist instead okay. of visual artist. But um, I've already talked about them a lot. But Bon Iver, I just think oh, yeah, totally. They make very beautiful music. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's a good answer. Um, but yeah, there are so many. Yeah, to, yeah. to think of. That's one of mine too. Yeah, yeah Bon Iver. Man, well, great answers. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to thank you for having this song. seriously this is awesome. really fun I mean it's just it's like a selfish thing for me it's just like I just want to hear about it <laughs> like, let's record it too because I want other people to hear about it so um, thank so thanks you. so much for talking yeah, this is great the spirit of what is found the rabbit room has partnered with Lipscomb University to make this podcast possible Lipscomb has graciously given us access to their recording studio in the Center for Entertainment and Arts building We're so grateful for their sponsorship, their encouragement, and the good work they do in Nashville. This podcast was produced by The Rabbit Room, where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. All our podcasts are made possible by the generous support of our members. To learn more about us, visit rabbitroom.com and to become a member, rabbitroom.com slash donate. Try to find the faded songs in the roads of the Sunday drives Oh, this thunder